Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Psalm 138 says this, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise, I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For, through the, for though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Over to Claire. Well, good morning. It's really great to be able to speak to you this morning over Zoom. I want to start this morning just by sharing with you a couple of images that hopefully um, are going to make you smile a little bit. So um, Anoush is just going to put them up on the screen for us. Uh, the first one is a picture of Jesus. Here we go. Um, doing the Last Supper over Zoom because he and the disciples are all in uh, social isolation. Um, and the second picture is um, one of the pitfalls of uh, video conferencing. Now, I'm hoping that this morning I'm not going to accidentally turn myself into a potato or give myself a background that I can't get rid of somehow. But humour is a response that many people have had to our current situation, uh, being in lockdown, all of the things that are going on around us. Many people have responded with, with humour, haven't they? I wonder how you have responded. Um, I wonder what your response has been. There's been lots of different responses, hasn't there? Um, lots of people have got very busy. There's jobs getting done around the house and in the garden. Um, People are learning new things, people are learning languages, uh, people are learning how to sew and how to knit, lots of baking is happening, people are exercising, uh, couch to 5k, going out on your bicycle, um, lots of people have actually stayed in their pyjamas all day and binge watched Netflix. All of those things are valid responses to what is actually a really unusual and a very strange situation that we never expected to find ourselves in. In our household, I think probably there's been a little bit of all of those responses going on. And for those of you who know my family, I will leave it up to you to imagine who might have responded in what particular way. They're all different responses but they're all valid. And some of them are um, actually quite good things, aren't they, as well? But here's a question that I keep coming back to. And it's a question that I think this series on Psalms is helping us to answer. As the church, as followers of Jesus, as people who have chosen to put God on the throne in our lives, 
what should be the things that define us in our response to life and to the difficult situations that we find ourselves in. And this morning we're looking at uh, Psalm 138 with that question in mind. And I, I really want to focus on the very start of that passage. It says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. Notice what David's starting point is here. Before anything else, his starting point is thanks and praise. And I believe that these are two of the things that should define us in how we respond to, to what life throws at us and to the situations that we find ourselves in. We should respond with thanks and with praise. So I'm going to focus on those two things this morning. Before David says anything else in this psalm, he says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. And it's not, a, it's not a half-hearted thanks. When I was a little girl, my dad would sometimes ask me to say grace when we had people around for dinner. And frankly, I wanted to eat my food. So I would quickly, thank you Jesus for the food I'm in. That's not the kind of thankfulness that we see here. What we see here is a decision to live in wholehearted thanks to God. And it's not an isolated decision. It's not something that we just see David on his own on this one occasion deciding to do. No, this is something that we see throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. We see that thankfulness is important, the importance of thanksgiving. And society outside of the church recognises the importance of thankfulness as well. You might have noticed recently uh, people doing things like thankfulness jars where they write down um, each day or each week things to be thankful for. And then at the end of the year, they can open that jar, look back over the things that they've been thankful for throughout that year. People inherently know that thankfulness is good for us. We inherently know this. Because thankfulness, it shifts our viewpoint. It changes our perspective. It helps it moves our focus from our current circumstances and from our personal pain to something else and for those of us who follow Jesus that something else is the goodness of God and we're told as uh, the children of God we are told in lots of places throughout the Bible to be thankful to give thanks for example 1 Thessalonians 5 says rejoice always Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances, it's the will of God for you. It should be a way of life, thankfulness for us. It should flow freely from our lips, it should flow freely from our hearts. And we have got much to be thankful for. You don't have to look very far in the Bible to find reasons to be thankful. If we look again at Psalm 138, it gives us some really good reasons to be thankful. Verse 2, his steadfast love and his faithfulness. God is faithful, he is constant, he is with us, he never leaves us or forsakes us. Reasons to be thankful. Verse 3, on the day I called, you answered me. 
God hears and he answers. God always hears and he always answers. And we know that his ways are perfect. We know that he's a good father. We know that he knows how to give good gifts to his children. We know that he works all things together for good to those who love him. So even when that answer comes in a way that we weren't expecting, or actually sometimes when that answer comes in a way that we didn't really want, we can still be thankful because we know that the creator of all things, God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords has heard and he has answered. Verse six says, though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly. And it goes on to say how he um, rescued Dave, saved David from his enemies and preserved his life. And uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have even more reason than David to be thankful because God sent his son Jesus to die for you, to bring you back into relationship with God, to quite literally save your life and preserve your life, save you and preserve your life. What better example of um, though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly than while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is what's on offer to every one of us. Um, if you've never responded by choosing to follow God um, before, that's what's available to you, a new life that is saved and preserved by God. And then he doesn't leave us on our own to work it all out by ourselves. The Bible tells us that he sends the Holy Spirit to comfort, to strengthen, to encourage and to empower us as well. We have much to be thankful for. And that's before we get to the everyday things that you might put in your thankfulness jar, like the sunshine today, our gardens if we have them, friends, family and the internet. So let's be a people who are thankful, who live lives of thankfulness. The next thing that David says in this psalm is, before the gods I sing your praise. It's a very natural flow from thankfulness to praise. Um, for example, if one of my daughters brings me a spontaneous cup of tea, I might be very thankful to them. Um, I'm grateful for that. If you happen to be in the room with me, you may well hear me say, isn't she great? I'm praising her. It's a natural flow. Thankfulness um, leads to a place of praise. But there's something else about this passage that really stood out to me about this sentence. And it's this. David says, before the gods, I sing your praise. He says, before anything else that could distract me, before anything else that could fight for my attention and my praises, I sing your praise. I want to take a bit of time over that. Bear with me because I know that we all praise in different ways. I know that we can praise with our words. We can praise God with our actions. I know that singing doesn't come naturally to everybody. It comes more naturally to some than it does to others. But I really believe that there's something for us to get hold of specifically for this time. Did you know that the Bible contains over 400 references to singing and 50 direct commands to sing? And we're even told that God himself sings. 
there's lots of reasons why singing is such a powerful thing. I'll give you two very quickly. The first one is that singing helps us to remember words. Singing scripture helps us to remember scripture. Melody is a fantastic way not only to declare truth, but to retain truth as well. The second reason is that singing engages our emotions in a deep way. And actually that's really important in our relationship with God. It's important that we engage our emotions. And society, again, recognises the benefit of singing. We see it. We've seen a resurgence. We see singing everywhere we go. You see it on the football terraces, at, at concerts. You see it in schools. Um, and we've seen a resurgence of um, community choirs recently. Singing as a form of social bonding and as a form even of therapy as well. A friend of mine who, she, she doesn't believe in Jesus, she's not a churchgoer, but she said to me recently, Claire, you should join a community choir. And her reason? Because singing with other people is good for your soul. There's a reason why people recognise the importance of singing and they recognise the power of it. And that's this, because singing was created by God for us to give him praise. And battles are won as we choose to sing God's praises. Victories are won in that place. And I know that right now, many of us are facing battles in our lives of different kinds. And I really believe that God is wanting to say to you, stop fighting, look to me and sing my praise. In the Bible, we see when the enemies rose up against the nation of Judah, Jehoshaphat the king prayed a prayer. He said this, we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And then when the time came to stand against the enemy, he anointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. The priests went singing their praises before the army and battles were won in that place. Currently, there's a song, um, it's on the Bethel Victory album, it's called Raise a Hallelujah, and it's been quite poignant for me in recent months, and I know for lots of other people too. And uh, it starts like this. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I'll raise a hallelujah, heaven comes and fights for me. And the chorus then goes on to say, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder you will hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. And that is what happens when we choose to sing God's praise. 
hope rises. We're reminded that death is defeated, that the king is sovereign, he's alive and he rules and he reigns. Victories are won when we sing God's praises and especially when we sing those praises in the presence of our enemies. And right now, I know that uh, many of us are facing very real enemies, fear, anxiety, loneliness, helplessness, despair, apprehension about the future, stress about our current situation. These things can be very real enemies in our lives. And I believe that God has significant victories for many of us to be won as we choose to raise a hallelujah in the presence of those enemies. It doesn't matter whether you have a fantastic singing voice or you can't hold a tune at all. Some people really don't like the sound of their own voices. Some people like it a little bit too much. But God, he loves it when his children come and sing his praises. He loves to hear us sing. And singing together is a powerful thing. But the reality is that actually we may not be able to sing together in the same room for quite some time yet. And we mustn't stop singing. I know that some of us, some of us might only sing praises on a Sunday morning when we're together in a room in church. Some of us may find it very difficult to, to sing on our own. But I want to challenge and encourage you to get creative about singing because singing alone is also powerful. Sing praises, sing God's praises, sing in your car when you're driving along, sing when you're washing dishes, sing when you're changing nappies, sing when you're bathing your children, sing uh, when you are putting up shelves, when you're decorating, when you're doing your gardening, sing when you're in the shower. Don't stop singing his praises. My own personal experience, um, I, I can give many examples of the power of choosing to sing God's praises and the victories that are won in that place. I've made a point in my life of choosing to sing God's praises in the most difficult and painful situations. And when I do that, it shifts my focus and it changes the atmosphere. It's not to say that the difficulties go away. It's not to make light of our pain, of our struggles and even our grief. Many, many times I've had to sob and cry my way through a song because of my own pain and my confusion. But I can testify to the power of choosing to sing God's praises. It's a choice and it's not always an easy choice. I can look back and I can name specific praise songs, specific praise and worship albums that have helped lift my eyes to my heavenly father at times that were painful and difficult and have raised my hallelujah. There's power in singing God's praises, especially in difficult um, circumstances. So let's be a people who sing God's praises. The last thing that I want to just draw your attention to here is the very last verse of this psalm. 
because right there there's a fantastic promise for us there's something for us to hold on to especially uh, in unusual times like this especially when we're not sure of the future here's a promise for us to hold on to it says this the lord will fulfill his purpose in me god will fulfill his purpose for you he knows what he's doing and as we make choices to be defined by responding with thanksgiving and responding by singing praises he will fulfill his purpose in us victories will be won his will will be done and his kingdom will come amen <laughs>